0: You're listening to DraftKings Network.
1: Tonight on The Cooligans, Nutmeg the puppy makes... His first appearance. Uh, So we're really excited to, I mean, that's the biggest guest of
0: the show, I think. Uh (laughs) That's right. Also, Matt Doyle makes his first appearance on the TV show. That also (laughs) happens. And he talks to us about why you don't want to take your cats off the curtain. I'm not making that up. That and more tonight on The Cooligans! What's up, guys? Landon Donovan here, and I got to kick it with The
1: Cooligans today. Keep following, keep listening, keep watching. See you guys soon.
0: Yeah, puppy. <laughs> I'm talking about nutmeg. <laughs> yeah
1: yeah the TV debut for nutmeg say hello say hello to everybody Still and- <laughs> hasn't it
0: said his first word
1: <laughs> Hello everybody welcome to the show welcome to the Cooligans uh,
0: my name is Christian Polanco That's right that's nutmeg and I'm Alexis <laughs> Guerreros and if you're listening you're like what are you talking about if you're watching you're like oh yeah oh yeah that's a puppy This is not yes. the third Cooligan, and I'm completely against it
2: Yes,
1: I uh, so yeah, uh, my girlfriend and I, we got a puppy. The nutmeg is a mini golden doodle, he is quite adorable. Uh, he is biting everything, uh, but right now, I think he's a little, he's a little tired. I think he's a little camera shy. There. Little camera shy. Uh, oh, it doesn't no. even want
0: to kiss its dad.
1: <laughs> uh, but no, this has been what? What a crazy experience. This has been, what, two weeks with a dog? and uh, Are, oh, you, done? Are you over
0: it? <laughs> I mean,
1: it's, it's, I look, I'll be honest, it's yeah. a lot. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bro.
0: That's <laughs> why is, I refuse. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> he is, he is quite uh, adorable. And uh, yeah, and he's a, a new part of our family, the Cooligans family.
0: Okay, well, I refuse. I will not acknowledge <laughs> him when I see him, you know? <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, so uh, obviously a lot to discuss today. Uh, let me let me put Nutmeg Nugmet back in the, the, I don't know, the green room? Where are we going to send it? <laughs> yeah, into the, into the green cage. <laughs> uh, no, the, so that's been exciting. Yeah, Nutmeg is, is dealing with a little bit of... Um, Separation anxiety right now. That's the that's the biggest challenge. Whenever I leave him in the pen by himself, he's like, "No, no, no! I need a human being. I need a person You're with like, me at all times." This I- wasn't
0: what I signed up for. <laughs> Get
1: over here, <laughs> because he cries and and whimpers and uh, oh, but so yes, I'm 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 learning to be patient and understand. That he needs my support right now. This okay? is
0: what all the all the uh, women in relationships uh, listening are calling baby training <laughs> <laughs> right now. Because uh, this is exactly what's happening to you, buddy.
1: <laughs> Look, whatever, man. Uh, I'll be honest.
0: I've kissed a girl before. And okay. That's, well, sometimes and
1: things happen. after.
0: <laughs> well, ladies, if you're keeping score, check it off the baby training list. <laughs> Kissed the lady before.
1: <laughs> okay, all right. I know the bases. Yeah. Okay.
0: By the way, if you uh, don't know who we are, by the way, we are the Cooligans.
1: Yes, we are your favorite uh, soccer podcast. The favorite stand-up comedians that host. Uh,
0: the, I don't even know. I'm t- the dog was too cute. I'm distracted. Well, I'll tell you, we host the funniest soccer television show of all time. And what else are we, Christian? Let's switch it up.
1: <laughs> We're also a television show that happens to be the. The gully is all out here on
0: Football Sports Network. Ah, ah. <laughs> and here we are. And that's why we got rid of the puppy. Dog. We took Gully to, to be this cute. You know what I mean? You can't be cute and Gully. Nah, oh, it's never been done. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of Gully, check out this mask I have, Christian. Look at this. Hey, huh?
1: look. I also have one too. Look, it's the wow. official
0: Cooligan's mask. That's Uh, right. Look at this. It's got the Cooligans logo on the left cheek and it says, stay safe, stay gully on a right cheek. You know what I mean? There,
1: let's go. Uh, So, yes, you can pick one up and get one of these for yourself. And also uh, every purchase, all the proceeds of this will be going to South Bronx uh, United, which is an awesome organization that helps uh, kids through soccer and education in the South Bronx. We uh got interviewed by the journalism club at That's South right. Bronx United. All the kids there were they wanted to talk to journalists in soccer and, and they
0: couldn't get any. So we showed so up. we
1: showed up. And uh the, but they were awesome. They left a, a huge, huge impression. They were super, super kind, they're really nice and really interested in in what we do and, and and the soccer kind of media landscape. Uh so we were like we're trying you know to help we're, them. Yeah. We're making these masks. How about we, we raise some money uh, for them? It's a great organization. So uh, go to soccercooligans.com. Uh, these masks are from Upper 90. They're really, really cool. They're, they're comfortable, uh, high quality. So pick one up at soccercooligans.com.
0: Thank you, okay. Upper 90, for that. Speaking of separation anxiety, by the way, NWSL is probably having some separation anxiety because <laughs> all the big names, they're yeah. going to Europe. Peace. Bye. I, I'm crying uh, yeah. in my pen. All right. I'm, I'm at, I'm at, uh, LaGuardia airport whimpering <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, obviously Alex Morgan, uh, uh, now she's, uh, signing with, uh, Tottenham. Uh, she is, uh, leaving you. She's taking her baby, Charlie, uh, yeah. to, to London, to North London. Uh, uh, also, so, so
0: far, best striker in the Tottenham system right now, <laughs> Alex Morgan. Let's go, okay. And uh, she could and look then- at Harry Kane and be like, You never won a World Cup, huh? That's cute, <laughs> that's mad cute. Real nice,
1: real nice. Wonder how you got this job, but whatever. Uh- <laughs>
0: whatever, I guess double standard.
1: <laughs> the uh, also, uh, Manchester United, uh, the women there signing Kristen
0: Press and Tobin Heath. Big news, Damn. also.
1: Yo, it is an exodus uh, for NWSL. Uh, Obviously, I think... Rose Lavelle
0: and and, um, Sam Sam Uess. They're both over at Manchester City. So Manchester right now is the new US Women's National Team (laughs) camp. They got four. Four yeah. great players in that city,
1: and it's 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 dope that NBC Sports uh, is also airing the, uh, the 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 Women's Super League matches, so you can watch uh, yeah. the games there. And now, like, there's a little bit of a you know the, the history of these clubs and these rivalries kind of you know carries over to the to the women's game in England. And without a doubt, this will this will help raise the 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 publicity and notoriety of uh, of soccer in England, which you're. you're I mean, we deal with the the the, the sexism, the misogyny yeah. to some degree, but in England, it it's is a whole other brutal. level. It is just my favorite.
0: Level was Meg Linehan shared Alex Morgan's Tottenham the Tottenham tweet about Alex Morgan signing, and a bunch of dudes were saying, no one cares, no one cares. She's like, how could you say no one cares to a tweet that has over 100,000 likes? <laughs> how could you do that?
1: It really makes no sense. Uh, I mean, look, we, have, we have facts. We have yeah. numbers. It's
0: right literally here. right below the tweet <laughs> that people care. That's the
1: cool thing about Twitter. You can figure out who cares about what. <laughs> right there <laughs> it's so so clear uh uh so i'm excited about that uh these moves because i've been watching some of the 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 women's super league games and it's like it's it, they, they've been they've been entertaining yeah, yeah i mean it's, it's great it's, the, the 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 quality is probably just like maybe a tier below nwsl but but you are bringing this kind of talent uh i'm excited about what it's going to look like uh, all right so uh so stick around everybody because we have matthew doyle of MajorLeagueSoccer.com. uh he's is going to be joining us in a moment. Uh, so we'll be right back with Matt Thorpe right after this.
0: Hey, everybody, thanks so much for listening to the podcast. Which we just want to break it with a word for one of our sponsors, us, and us, technically the- you. <laughs> <laughs> the Cooligans
1: uh, have now gotten into the mask game. Okay? Right. Everybody- we are
0: big mask. That's the business we're <laughs> in, baby. <laughs>
1: Look, if you want to get, obviously, everybody, you need a mask. Wear a damn mask uh, if you want to get over this dumb. Pandemic that is ruining all our lives. Uh, right. But so we, we, we decided, you know what, let's make one. And I think it would be kind of cool uh, if it has the Cooligans logo on it. It also says, stay safe and stay gully right on it you'll be the freshest gulliest mask wearer in uh in the world uh, everybody so sure- at,
0: everybody at that Wegmans or wherever you go in <laughs> as they're dragging some maskless Karen out <laughs> and you walk past them wearing this will be like whoa <laughs> yeah
1: you're just like you with your with cool against mask, you're just gonna be like couldn't
0: be me okay. nah fam I'm staying gully and safe and here's the best part 100% of the proceeds is going to go to charity We are, we are uh, I guess Doing a collaboration with South Bronx United uh, They help the community in the South Bronx They have a soccer academy They do educational classes They had a journalism class that uh, Christian and I spoke at And they were like who are these two They're not journalists we know more than them And I'm like yep. oh the dar- <laughs> these kids say the darndest things uh, And also they help out the community Where they hand out masks uh, they, they do a lot of legal help for uh, A community that could use all of those things And we absolutely love all those things we grew up in similar communities, so we wanted to give back. So 100% of the proceeds of this mask go to that. And in fact, upper 90 90- who is teamed up with us and is making the mask actually gave us an even better deal so we could give even more to charity so exactly. this would mean a lot to us if you would purchase this even if you didn't need an extra mask it's worth having one especially one that's as gully as this
1: exactly so you know if you don't need one give it to you give it to your child okay that's right. they, they could use a nice gully mask while they put one on your learning. puppy <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, so pick one up you can you can get them at soccer they are from upper 90 they're a high quality mask they, they, they you can wear them for a long time they're really Really comfortable. Uh, highly recommend it. Even if you, again, even if you don't need one, all the proceeds do go to charity. Uh, so it, you'll, you'll be supporting a very good cause in South Bronx United. Uh, so again, go, you can see the, the description. The link will be in the, the, the description of this podcast episode. Uh, or you can just go right to soccercooligans.com and the link will be there as well. So pick up a mask
0: today. All right, baby. And we're back on the Cooligans Living Room FC. And this is, I mean, Christian, if, if we were a sitcom, right? Okay. It would be. All
1: uh, right. Okay. This is the Hollywood pitch. I'm listening. (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) If we were a sitcom, this person we're about to bring in, which you know who it is because you've seen the title, they would be the recurring character, right? Maybe a cousin of ours uh, who doesn't want to be here, but also (laughs) loves being here. You know what I mean? Doesn't like any other member of the family. But would not want to be anywhere else besides here. And then at the <laughs> yeah. end of the episode, they say something heartwarming, which makes the audience love him again. <laughs> right? Okay, yeah, yeah. This is a
1: great—that's a great definition of yeah. uh, of this of this person's uh, you know
0: ethos. And yes, <laughs> but we love him, right? And we yes. know a lot, a lot of fans do, except for the fans of the teams. They seem to go after more often than not. Um, you've seen his cats online. You've seen him yeah. never wearing a tie on any content, which is another reason I respect them. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only and please pull over and put your hands together for Matt Doyle, everybody!
2: Maddie. Oh boys, that that was a good introduction. Like, let's just scrap the show and let's workshop the sitcom <laughs> idea because we all know that's where the money is. Like, let's yes. make this
0: happen, buddy. Everyone's home; they'll watch it. Okay.
1: <laughs> Matt Doyle, thank you so much for joining us. It's an honor to finally have you on the television show. We've had Ooh. you on the podcast a whole bunch, but now you are you are made.
2: Hollywood is calling. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. well, I mean, I I was getting a little upset, right? Because I'd been on the podcast, as you said, a whole bunch. But then you guys get the show. You go big time. Oh, we still text a little bit. We talk on Twitter. (laughs) But it's been like a year and no invite. So, like, yeah, this is the angry cousin coming back. (laughs) <laughs> might okay. be one of those uncomfortable episodes we'll have to see
0: how it ends nobody can tell okay, i can't yeah. wait until the second act where we all have to solve a problem together uh, <laughs> i guess let's talk about <laughs> what the year has been since you've been on our show <laughs> uh not only are we on tv but also the world has kind of ended yeah. um <laughs> what a how different does this I mean, does your job really change for everyone who doesn't know who you are? I doubt it. You, you do a lot of amazing content for MLS. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, you weren't flying game to game. you were right. sitting at home. You're watching the game. You're writing articles that kind of didn't change. Talk to us a little bit about maybe how what you do has changed.
2: The, the biggest change is that, I mean, we had a studio. I mean, we technically still have a studio in Midtown Manhattan. And like every weekend we would be going in there for either Saturday or Sunday night. And we would do like a. A big wrap up show um, that's gone we don't we don't do that anymore <laughs> we're not in the studio for like like you said make a lot of content we're not in the studio for for that content during the week either we're doing the same thing that you guys are doing man we're trying to make it work remotely. It's been kind of cool because we I think we all knew that stuff like this is is possible, and we don't have to be as uh, married to the idea of of going into the same office or the same studio. Uh, location all the time yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. so it's been kind of it's been kind of okay um but at the same time like I love my apartment, but I'm sick of my apartment. Man, I need to get out Same a little here. bit. Same Yeah, yeah for
1: sure. <laughs> yeah, there yeah. is a yeah. Obviously, that that human interaction is is missing. Uh, but the it's it, it's a strange time because yeah, we're all we are stuck at home. And then you know, as MLS was one of the you know, after NWSL was mm-hmm. one of the the first like sports that made a return and then not only did it make a return but
0: it felt like it was on all the time like during yeah. in the morning mm-hmm. in the afternoon you so wake up you're making yourself a coffee there's an MLS game on <laughs> you're making yourself dinner MLS game on you can't sleep at night MLS game on <laughs> yeah. I-, I
1: wonder from from your perspective did it feel like like this was a a a pivotal time for MLS to get in front of more eyeballs and and to really kind of separate itself and, and, and gain some ground as far as the american sports market
2: i mean i honestly don't know because I, I i try not to think of it from like I, I try not to think of the sport or or the league from like that one thousand foot executive view i don't like i don't want to be the one making those decisions those decisions scare me and trying to figure yeah. that out <laughs> scares me like for, for me it was just it was a chance to to see soccer again and i was like obviously really relieved and happy that the bubble worked. Nobody who nobody got sick in Orlando who wasn't already sick. That was awesome. And it seems like we're, we're seeing it with the NFL, too, and, and even Major League Baseball to a degree that even now that games are outside of the bubble, people are most have mostly been safe and um, who knew that masks and testing would work? You know, people being Nobody knows. Hey, yeah. Hey, Matt,
0: though, can... none of that propaganda on this
2: program. <laughs> yeah, right? certainly not. Don't you certainly there. You know. Look, the uh, CDC
0: has a gun held to their head, and they say you're wrong.
2: So. Uh, oh, good God! Um, but it was—it was like it, for me, it was just a chance to watch soccer again, and it was—it was awesome. And then, as you said, Alexis, it was it was all the time. It was wake up at 9 a.m. You have the game at nine and then you try to take a nap, except you also have to make two videos and do a little bit of writing. Oh, and then there's more games on. And you had a month of that and then you had like a week off. And now we have there's like 12 games three nights a week in MLS right now, and I'm supposed to do tactical analysis, and the (laughs) tactical analysis for most of these games were, one, I was too tired to really watch it and pay attention, (laughs) two, these two teams were too tired to really execute anything, three, the game was lost on a turnover. A turnover happened because a guy literally fell asleep on the field, and that's how the game was won.
0: Well, you're like here's the tactical analysis. It's a thousand degrees and <laughs> humidity's at <laughs> ad- five million percent. Okay.
1: <laughs> well, it, it is starting to feel almost like from from the from the MLS staff perspective, mm-hmm. the there's a lot of teams in oh, this yeah. league, and now when you uh, th- these uh, these weekends where you're having ten to th- fifteen games yeah on like how i mean you're gonna and need are staggers you're gonna need an apprentice at some point
0: they're <laughs> yeah, i mean uh, they're starting like at the halftime of the other i'm like i can't watch all. how many <laughs> send me a couple tablets mls I can watch all this.
2: <laughs> no it feels like that sometimes and, and you have to make decisions on on what, what game you're really gonna pay attention to but it's the, the change over the past decade when I started this job in 2010, there were 15 teams. There were seven games a weekend. That was so. Now <laughs> oh, there was what a gig. Like, there were yes. seven <laughs> games. There were seven games on at the same time on Saturday night. Bro, it, it's a lot. Gun. Yeah,
1: it is, it's yeah. It's like I mean, it's more than uh, you know, uh, pretty definitely any other league. But like even world even during a World Cup, like when it, it, there's that peak frenzy. M- MLS is like, oh, you think that was a lot?
0: <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> we're MLS, we're we're World Cup group stages all the time, <laughs> every weekend. <laughs> uh,
1: so, uh, so let's talk a, a little bit about some of these teams that are. Some are doing the most. Some are doing yeah. the least. Christian, uh, which
0: one of the forty-eight teams do you want to talk? about? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so,
1: no, let's start with uh, the San Jose Earthquakes, right? Mm-hmm. Because they uh, recently lost uh, very, very b- badly to to the Seattle Sounders. They lost seven to one. It was an un- unbelievable game of like just mistakes and lack of effort. And uh, and I understand that there's you know some fixture congex- congestion and all this other stuff. Uh, but th- there was really no excuse for that kind of performance. But we have to really discuss about uh, 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 Pelado Almeida. What is going on? Because as a, a neutral for the San Jose Air they are an entertaining team. They were very, very entertaining, entertaining at the MLS's yeah. back tournament. I want them to do well. Why are they not, Matt Matt Doyle?
2: Uh I mean, it, it's a lot of things, right? And it's always a lot of things in the sport of ours. First and foremost, they're just not a super talented team. They're, they are probably bottom quarter, if not bottom 10% in the league in terms of raw talent on the roster. And then that got worse when they sold Magnus Eriksson, um, who was their playmaker for the past couple of years, and Magnus Eriksson was never great, and I but I kind of underrated him because he's the type of guy who's just in the right spots. He stays far enough away from where the ball is to spread the field out, to make it a little bit bigger, and the guys that they've had to replace him are just, like, running towards the ball like your puppy, just, just like, making everything <laughs> compressed. They have separation anxiety from the ball. So, like, <laughs> the, the ability for San Jose to make the game big in attack has sort of dwindled over the past month. That's on one side. And then on the other side, defensively, man marking has a, has a very I – mean, to me it has a limited shelf life. Um, once you get enough film on it, you can figure out how to pick it apart. And Bob Bradley figured it out right away. A couple other coaches last year figured it out uh, over the course of the season. Brian Schmetzer definitely figured it out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was – Yeah, so he just- held
0: the sprint button on Jordan Morris. it <laughs> <out. Is that
2: laughs> right? Jordan Morris is like,
1: no, no thanks. You're, uh, please keep your social distance. Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, so I I – like I understand why – Almeida uses that system because he had a lot of success both in Argentina and in Liga MX. But if you look at it, that success didn't come in like regular season situations. It came primarily in tournaments and in tournaments, like the sample size is smaller. So you get the chance to kind of like spring surprises on teams over the course of the regular season. That doesn't work. And we saw that last year as well, because After a month, they started playing really good soccer and catching teams out and just winning those individual duels. But down the stretch, they lost like nine out of ten games because teams knew what was coming and were able to prepare for it and were able to cut them up.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I think it was that MLS All-Star. I said to Matt, we were all walking back, and I said to Matt, I was like, clearly, I think San Jose is going to win MLS Cup. And then I explained (laughs) all the ways that man marking is going to do it. And then Matt looks at me and goes, no, they won't. And that was it. <laughs> that was the end. That was his analysis. I was like, ah. All
1: right. So see, it was very yeah. clear. Was you know, like, yeah. Last year, last year we had Tommy Thompson on uh, on the podcast, mm-hmm. and uh, and they were and San Jose was probably about like eight points out of uh, in a playoff position. They were they were pretty much set, and but they were probably like six or seven games to go. And I very arrogantly. I was trying to compliment him. I'm like, Tommy, good luck in the playoffs. Yeah, you Last go, game of the yeah, season, I... what <laughs> <Because> happened? <laughs>
2: they missed the
1: playoffs. I'm like, all right, I learned my lesson. Do yeah. not Until they have absolutely guaranteed it, do not congratulate anybody on making uh, any sort of accomplishment or anything
0: like that. <laughs> Let's head east a little bit because Red Bulls are a very frustrating team if you're a fan of theirs for sure. But for those of us who aren't fans of the team just watching them, they seem – like, they're a team that's difficult to beat. And they seem like a team that is well put together. But there just seems to be something missing. And then they go ahead and fire Chris Armis, which their fans were very happy about, right? They were very frustrated because he wasn't, uh, you know, um, he wasn't living up to the Jesse Marsh, I guess, standard. But wh- who? Are- Kaku seems like he's playing out of position. Who's the striker? They got this new GM. What's happening at Red Bull?
2: It's definitely a transition out of that what was essentially the Jesse Marsh era. And Jesse was was the first coach to bring a real modern press to MLS in 2015, had a lot of success with that over the course of three and a half years, two supporter shields, obviously, you know, putting Tyler Adams into the Bundesliga for RB Leipzig. Um, like he checked all the boxes. What The one box he didn't check was winning a cup. And whether it was MLS Cup or CCL or U.S. Open Cup, Every time they got into those moments, they would face a team, put them under pressure, compress them into their own, bot and just never find the goal. And Chris Armas came in and said, We got to have a plan B. It can't just be pressing all the time. And the plan B was supposed to be able to, to use the ball a little more, to, to be able to get a team that's packed in in front of goal and bring them out a little bit and hit in behind. And it never happened. And I think the big. Criticism for Chris Armis is not that that was a bad idea, because I think that was actually a good idea. The big criticism is that while that was happening, one, they lost their identity in terms of being able to press that well, uh, and two, none of the guys on the team improved. Like you could, you could, you know, criticize a lot of things about a lot of coaches, but if you look at some of the guys who are struggling, well, are the young players getting better? Yes. Okay, he has a plan then. Are the veterans living up to their billing? Yes. Okay. Yes. With Red Bull, there's not one player on that roster. Kaku in 2018 was arguably best 11 caliber by the end of Chris Arma's tenure. He's a sub, you know, like you look at Christian Casares, who they got at an, 18, at an 18 year old. He's 20 now. And he's basically the same player. And you go on down that list. And I think that beyond almost anything else is where the disconnect was because Look, Red Bull is not going to be a big spending team. They're not going to go out there and be the Galaxy. Um, they've made that clear at this point. So they need to have a manager who can take young players or take diamonds in the rough, like what Jesse Marsh did, and turn them into stars. And there was just no indication that was going to happen under Chris Armas.
1: But even to to get rid of... Uh, maybe you understand Luis Robles, but BWP and and mm-hmm. seeing them both kind of still do pretty well, still have a, a lot to offer. It seems like the the that transition to you know and, or the plan to move forward without them didn't they didn't really have anyone in place that could maybe uh, uh, tactically they could replace those guys as far as uh, of what they do on on the pitch, but like l- the leadership, I, I don't yeah. really see it. Uh, anymore, or I don't see it clearly. I don't know who that is anymore. Maybe yeah, no, Rieder. I,
2: mean, I mean, he's he's probably the most accomplished field player in MLS at this point that's left on the run, other than Aaron Long, and Aaron Long has not the, been the same guy for the Red Bulls over the past year and a half that he was in 2017 and 2018. And this is where it goes beyond Chris Armas, right? This is the other gripe that I think Red Bulls fans have It's like Jesse Marsh was a great coach. Jesse Marsh also had a top five center forward in BWP, You had a top five playmaker in Sasha Kleschen he had a top five D-mid in Dax McCarty, uh, and then uh, Tyler Adams, he had top five fullbacks, he had top five center backs. and like, yeah, he got those guys to that level, but once those guys got sold up, he, like, you have to give the coach something, the new right. coach something, and they they haven't really done that, so it's, you know, when I wrote the column after he was dismissed, it was like, yeah, Chris Armis, he kinda seventy-five games in, like, okay, he kinda earned this, but he's not the only one or even the biggest one at fall. Like there are issues with their talent ID and their their recruitment, frankly. Um, that the the new guy, Kevin Bellwell, the new director of soccer there, who comes from Wolves, who has a good reputation in England, he's got to solve that.
0: okay. So one of my questions is, and we're talking about some of the teams, but we you mentioned Tyler Adams. We've talked about Aaron Long, who had a chance to possibly go to Europe. Reggie Cannon uh, and uh, Quintero, I believe, now also going to Boa Vista. There seems to be a lot of movement now. Wait, with,
1: who, who are you uh, talking about? Not Quintero. Elite. No. Elite of
0: Alba Thalese. Alba Thalese. So uh, if, you, if you look at a lot of players are now moving over to Europe, and it seems to be that sort of that promise of MLS becoming a selling league is starting to come to fruition, right? Especially in a non-selling market. What does that, what do those changes mean for MLS on the business side? We know that's probably a positive, but on the, on the field is are we going to see sort of an era of even more youth coming through? Is this going to be maybe pushing youth a little bit quicker onto the first team? What do you see coming
2: forward? I I mean, I hope it's that I, I, cause we've learned that MLS players aren't just good enough to play in MLS. They're good enough to play in some of the best leagues in the world. And that like, Reggie Cannon, the first three months he played in MLS, he was terrible. He was really bad. He was one of the worst right backs in the league. But they played him through that, and they coached him up. And now they're they're literally cashing in on that. So it's a, it's a revenue stream, but it's also um, proof of concept and the ability to play guys like that. And Dallas, because of their academy and because of their club ethos, they sold Reggie Cannon for $3 million plus you know, add-ons if he gets sold again, which he will. Um and then they plugged in Brian Reynolds, a 19-year-old right back from their academy, and they can go out and buy a guy like Andres Piquarre. who is was one of the best, you know, number tens in the Colombian league, and you know all MLS teams now. I mean, you guys your NYCFC fans. You know that they're always scouting South America, especially to bring in good young players. So I, I do think that. That's the era that we're look like there's always going to be room for a Dava Villa or a Gonzalo Higuain, right? But the era that we're looking at is to pair those players with really good young talents primarily from the Americas. And it's going to put a lot of pressure on managers and GMs and club infrastructure to make sure that those types of investments – pay off in the end with playing time with development and then with having the network to sell these guys to you know whether it's a, a Lille or a Wolfsburg or you know Anopoly or something like that
1: yeah there yeah. is the the, the 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 last few years I mean the the business of MLS is booming, right? Yeah, as far yeah. as uh, moving players and selling players, it's like Bitcoin. Uh, no one believed in it, but here we are. <laughs> baby.
0: Okay, the battle's going up and up. Um, the, the, the the
1: sort of the changes that like the, the MLS. I don't know uh, the the you know. I know there's people at MLS. Like we spoke to Aleko Escandarian about the the details of the the, the elite development academies and, mm-hmm. and what. What you know, getting rid of USDA and and kind of MLS uh, taking Next. more kind of ownership of all of this stuff. What is um, as far as the the biggest differences and what that change will mean for actual first team players? What do you think is is like sort of the, that that future of, of th- those development academies for MLS and what does it mean on a practical level on on getting better talent and then also moving
2: those players uh, to other. <laughs> so I, I think that on a practical level you needed the, the alphonse Davies moment you needed the the ability to see a, a kid who started in, in an mls academy um at age 13 or 12 or 13 come through the system play you know in usl on the path to pros then make the jump to mls be an mls all-star get sold to Bayern munich and then there he is hoisting the trophy next to Lewandowski and Mueller and that great team and becoming a part of Bayern like that is just proof of concept on a level that, uh, I mean, I had almost not dreamed of. Um, yeah. But that's just happening within the context of like, Gio Reyna's from an MLS Academy, Weston McKenney's from an MLS Academy, Tyler Adams, we saw what he did in the Champions League. So it's like Alphonso Davies is the, you know, the bright shining star, but there's a lot more of that to come. And there has been a realization over the past 10 years, but really the last five, that actually players come from the United States of America are good enough. Players, can, like, like in one of the, the, the biggest sins that we've had as a soccer culture is that we have always kind of hated ourselves, whether it comes to players or coaches or teams or whatever. Or just they, or
1: just being an American, you know? Yeah, well, yeah.
2: I mean, <laughs> kind of call for, for that from time to time, but, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a different well, podcast. No, there's, there's some reasons. <laughs> <laughs> but the, but there's, there's been a... a I think a, a realization that there's no there's no reason an American or a Canadian kid can't play at a Bayern Munich or a Barcelona or a Juventus, um, and that and now there's real buy-in, not just from the ground up, but from the top down, which is important. Um, and, and a realization that whether it is players or coaches, um, probably not podcasters, but we have the best, you know, we, we, we can absolutely produce... All of that alongside Spain, Brazil, Argentina, Germany, probably not France right now because they're just a level above everybody in the world. But we, we can do this, and there's buy-in for that, and that is the most exciting thing happening in MLS right now.
0: But oh, what does that say – like where where is the state of – the necess- the need for the draft or even NCAA soccer, college soccer. Mm-hmm. When I look at Frankie Amaya and DK from Orlando, I'm like, whoa, you know, yeah. I-, I wrote off the draft two years ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, we don't need it. We're not getting any real talent out of there. And maybe <laughs> you're not getting two two rounds worth of starting level big picks but i could see a guy like frankie amaya maybe even getting sold i could see dk really making his way onto a national degree. these guys are really good why didn't we know is it their, Is it their development was stalled where where is the state of of college because i'm almost like we don't need it anymore but
2: look at all these gems so we do need it because if you look at all the like basically ever every other country in the world um that produces top caliber soccer players they have like like there's 19 teams in Buenos Aires. That means there's 19 academies in Buenos Aires. That means like there are nobody gets overlooked there. That you have that it, the United States of America on its own. The United States of America and Canada is freaking huge, and we don't have that many academies, and we don't have that much uh, institutional know-how or infrastructure. And so college soccer that is there to catch guys who have fallen through the cracks in a lot of ways. And then there's the other fact that a lot of guys just improve from 18 to 22 years old. So you can get players out of there. And it's not even just DK and Amaya. Jack Harrison scored this weekend in the Premier League. It's the first Leeds United (laughs) Premier League goal in 16 years. Jack Harrison played in college soccer. Like, like Like, there is still room for that path. The big change, though, is that we can't be reliant upon it. Like if you get a Daryl DK or you get a Frankie Amaya or a Joao Moutinho or whoever, it's awesome. And, And it makes me happy because I still do love the super draft. But if you're relying on that, uh, you're not going to win much in this league. I, you have I, to have a plan for your own players.
1: I think Alexis—he wants to just cancel colleges and
0: books and reading. And everything. <laughs> yeah, dude, it just gets
2: in the way, you know. <laughs>
0: it's all the other you stuff got again. yo, you got all the words you need right here in your brain, my G. <laughs>
1: we are still here with Matt Doyle of MLS, and uh, we have some Gully Squad questions okay yeah. our supporters group uh and uh, yes and also remember if you'd like to join gully squad go to soccercooligans.com for all yeah. the info okay you want
0: to ask a question join gully squad what are you doing stop wasting exactly. time
1: <laughs> exactly so well, you know what we have a question first uh from chad benty who is a minnesota united supporter you are rocking the i believe that's the black heart uh shirt yeah shout great to, bar we, great shout bar. out We've to west here. west yes yeah. uh so uh this from chad benty he says honest opinion. Who is your least favorite club in Major League Soccer? I know this is a, I, this is probably a difficult answer. Oh. I don't want to put too much pressure on you. This is all, it's, it's like asking who's your favorite child. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Do you I have no really-
0: idea how many names just scroll through <laughs> Matt's head?
1: <laughs> who, let's say who is the most frustrating right now? Maybe you know it's. I mean, Chad Benty, Minnesota United supporter, because he asked the question. It might be Minnesota United. Who knows?
2: uh you, you guys know I'm not going to answer that question. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love all 26 MLS clubs exactly equally. Perfect. Uh, I'm sure that was completely obvious.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We got a a question from Andrew Johnson. Uh, He's got three questions. I want to ask the third one first because I don't have a cat, so I don't know. He says, I have a cat that climbs the curtains. Any suggestions? (laughs) (laughs) My suggestion would be to weaken the curtains so they fall and you can look at the
2: cat and be like, see, you messed up. Yeah, cats don't learn like that, though. I mean, my suggestion would be to film it and then to go viral because you got to monetize these days. That's what the home economy is, is all about. Um and then turn your cat into a viral star. Uh retire at 35, live the rest of your life on a beach. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> this, is a go- a <laughs> 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 this is why he's in the sitcom. This is why.
1: We knew we, we, we cast it appropriately. Okay? The, yeah, it's it's interesting because I so I just got a dog, obviously, right? We were talking about nutmeg mm-hmm. earlier. I uh I'm not in the mode of, like, let me post pictures
0: of the dog. I'm not that
1: person yet. You're getting shamed
0: for it online already.
1: That's what I was going to point out. Somebody Mm -hmm. just, uh, Christine Coupo, just pointed out, she said, we haven't seen any nutmeg uh, photos in two days. Did we do something wrong? Okay, Wow. Are you yeah. just gonna shame This is me? your
0: responsibility now. <laughs> you presented your pet online. It is now a member of the community. <laughs> <laughs> and it can't it doesn't have opposable thumbs. It can't take its own selfie. This is your job now. This is why I don't okay. have kids or pets. <laughs> I, will tra-
1: I will train him to do exactly that. Right. Okay. So <laughs> you, you, you also sell your own Instagram account, not Meg. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
0: I got I'll start one for my Doritos and then we'll share both of our pets. Uh, he also wants to know this is Andrew Johnson still wants to know beard oil or all natural, but he also says Said, who is the best number in MLS, and why is it Darlington Nagbe? <laughs> oh boy! Uh,
2: so I, I actually use a little bit of oil, and sometimes I have to use a little bit of, of of wax because this is like I'm I'm Lebanese. So if I don't if I don't tame this, this will just yeah. go everywhere. Uh, <laughs> It, it it can get it can get out of hand uh and get me kicked off of flights um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, best number firm. eight yeah, yeah right uh, the best number eight in mls that's a that's a really good question nagby's up there um and he's he certainly had his moments over the past year and um i mean i'll i'll just be nice and say yeah darling to nagby um but i I reserve the right to change my mind on a, a future episode of the sitcom we're all on. Yeah. <laughs> is,
0: is, is Columbus crew for real?
2: Yeah. Uh, I don't think they're, they're locked, you know, locked down favorites or anything. They have played Cincinnati 75 times this year. So of course they're going to have <laughs> a lot of wins. Um, Scheduling saw, has been drunk. <laughs> <huh>? <laughs> <laughs> um, but they, you know, we also saw them struggle real bad against Minnesota United in, in the MLS's back tournament, when uh, Adrian Heaves made a really good tactical choice and had Hassani Dotson just sit on Darlington Nagbe the entire game, and not allow Nagby to dictate the game. So there are ways you can you can take this team out of uh, their rhythm. But they're fun, man. They're they're a fun and, and really good team, and it shouldn't surprise anybody if they're holding a trophy at the end of this year.
1: If we're t- if we're talking about uh, number eight, I guess I mean. Alex Ring is a eight. Is a number yeah. literally the number eight. I don't know if he's more of a six, but he's on the wing. What is going on with what uh, he's scoring goals? What What does NYCFC look like because they they so drastically improved uh, in uh, ever since the the restart of the regular season?
0: And how is Sean yeah. Johnson going to do a striker when Ronnie Dyla puts him there? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the question, right? Like,
2: <laughs> uh, like the Alex Ring. Like I understand that he feels like he has to get James Sands out there, and, and Keaton Parks has mostly earned it. Which with his play so you want to have him but then playing alex ring uh, at left winger like yeah he's he scored a goal but did you watch that performance he he had no idea <laughs> what he was doing on the left wing um and i think like like yeah nycfc are getting results right four wins in five i think they're four one and oh 13 points from the last 15 yeah. games they have a lot of talent Um, I think they're getting results from their talent, not from necessarily how they're playing or from their system, because if you compare them to what they were the most of the last four seasons, it's it's a different team. And it's not frankly, it's not as not as good.
1: Yeah. So we got this question from Thorin Svensson. He said, if you were given a hundred million dollars to never make a that's so Metro joke, do you think you could do it?
2: Yeah, oh yeah, for for sure. I can do I can do anything for a hundred million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> like you gotta you gotta dream bigger, buddy. Come yeah. on. A uh, hundred million dollars, he's <laughs> Kanye's running
0: mate. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, Okay, Gully Squad questions. Shouts to Gully Squad. If you want to ask a question, join Gully Squad. Um, This is Mike Thomas, a Philadelphia Union fan, but he doesn't ask a question about the Union. He wants to know when it comes to relevance, which peer group does Matt think is more important for MLS to progress in? Is it the group of top European soccer leagues or the group of big four American sports leagues, being Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, and NFL?
2: That's a really good question. I, I hadn't, like, I had never considered it. It, in those terms it, my heart says biggest european soccer leagues like i i want it, or even look, like let's just get to the same level as Liga mx in terms of what the populace in the americas thinks about mls um and i think we're pretty close to that at this point um but i think the reality is that uh we're talking network tv money <laughs> we're talking you know the, that nba or nfl style tv deal um if if we get that big four relevance here in in the united states uh, i think my salary would quadruple so that's like that's the one to
0: get things
2: going what are we doing
0: today Donnie (laughs) I give (laughs) the D-row you know it's funny when you think about it it, if you look at it from a business perspective the whole world watches soccer right so you have a chance to make money on TV markets all over the world but also just the sheer amount of money in America that you like getting NFL money negates almost all that other money so it's
1: Well, even like the European soccer leagues would love a, a like a TV deal like the NFL. The NFL, yeah. I mean, it oh, yeah. has one of the most lucrative deals in the world in, in history.
2: Yeah. yeah, I think I think that in terms of just like sheer value for their media rights, NFL is the number one league in the world by far, and like EPL is is number two. Um, and that like we all know how popular the the EPL is. Um, and to have them as number two in that metric tells you just how big the NFL is here. So please get us into that club first, <laughs> yeah. and then we'll worry about the other stuff afterwards. Yeah,
0: we'll seal so. that up later. This is the big
2: one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and so Mike asks uh, another question. He continues. He says, and spinning off of that, uh, is it unrealistic to think there's a reality in the foreseeable future where MLS salary spending could be on par or at least move closer with the quote-unquote traditional American sports league? MLS likes to lump themselves in with those other U.S. leagues, but in reality they are spending pennies on the dollar when compared to those leagues.
2: I mean, to again, to NFL and and Major League Baseball, like the, their media deals are, are so huge. It's, it, it is a different ballpark. But if you look at the way MLS salaries have – increased over the past 5, 10, 15 years. I mean, 10 years ago, the minimum salary was $20,000 a year for a reserve league player. Uh, Now I think it's about $80,000 a year, so fourfold over the course of a decade. Um, I don't know if we'll hit that, by 2030, but it wouldn't shock me if we did. And once you get to, to that kind of level, then, yeah, you're you're in that same ballpark. If The the progress has been pretty linear, frankly, so I, I don't think it's that far away. OK, All right. and, you
1: know, um, we, we you mentioned it briefly, but I do want to talk very quickly about uh, Gonzalo Higuain as as we're recording this. It, the team hasn't officially announced it, but Jorge Mas was in the airport you know picking up his homie uh yeah. going, <laughs> um what will he mean to enter Miami and 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 what does this move what does it mean to MLS
2: so i i think i ideally Iguain will be to Miami what David Villa was to NYCFC in yeah. terms of look, look, we've seen some older players come to MLS and just not be able to hack it anymore physically Steven Gerrard in in LA with the Galaxy um Frank Lampard Frankly, with, with NYCFC, he just didn't he couldn't do anything except score goals by the end of it, which is a nice trait to have. But it's tough to build a team around a midfielder who can only pop up in the box and score with his crotch. You know, um, <laughs> it, it, I think Iguain ideally will be this type of focal point that you can build an attack around, but also like a two way player who can kind of organize the first line of the, the press who can make sure that the game is happening where they want it to play if you look at the, the best of, of david Villa, mostly under patrick vieira that's what he was doing like he was dictating things from the front that's the ideal but whether or not that they get that like he uh he has maybe not been the fittest player in the world in the last couple of years. It. <laughs> We're not gonna going to
0: allow body shaming on
2: this show, <laughs> Matt. He's going to Miami, which of course is a nice, very staid and reserved type of market. Well, yeah. I'm sure there would be no possible uh,
0: you know, hey, bad Cuban food is all healthy. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> all right. Thank
1: you again to Matthew Doyle for joining us today, making his Kooligan's television debut, That's long right. overdue, it's uh, uh, damn but, time. but completely intentional. <laughs> 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 no, uh, obviously, a huge fan, dear, dear friend. Uh, Matt, is there anything you want to let people know about before we sign off?
2: Yeah, you can find my stuff on MLSsoccer.com. Every Sunday night at the end of the weekend, I write a gigantic 4,000-word wrap-up of all the MLS action. I put in tactical videos, a little bit of advanced stats, and, like, wit. Um, <laughs> so you can find that at MLSsoccer.com every Monday morning. You can follow me on Twitter at MattDoyle76.
1: Okay, there make sure you do that. He's one of the best follows on Twitter if yep. you are a fan
2: of American soccer. And don't worry about that
0: wrap up because he doesn't take much time with it. It's very
2: simple. No, it's He's fine. It. It's fine. It just yeah, owns my like- life every weekend for the past ten years. No, that's cool. Just blow past that. Cat <laughs> ran MLS- on the field. Click on the cat thing. That's good. That's what we like.
1: <laughs> MLS, uh, the, the MLS matches the, the last uh, few weeks and for the rest of this year are nuts. There's so many games and there's and the, the insane goals. Uh, it's be highly fun. highly entertaining so make sure yeah. you check out Matt's work alright so let, uh, make sure everybody make sure you follow at Soccer Cooligans on all social media platforms yeah. uh, as well make sure to follow us on Twitch because we do a lot of fun stuff there as well twitch.tv Soccer Cooligans so make sure you follow at Sports and subscribe to the Fubo Sports YouTube channel for full episodes of the program so uh, let us end the show the way we normally do with yep. our dear friend Matt Doyle so for Matt Doyle my name is Christian Polanco
0: I'm Alexis Guerreros
1: and together what are we? The cool!
0: Yes!
2: yes.
0: <laughs>